Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great New Year's Eve. A great New Year's Day as well as a great weekend. It's kind of been a long holiday, hasn't it? I don't know about you, but I'm excited to get back into the mix again. And I think when you are excited about getting back to your life, getting back to lifting weights, getting back to work, then you know you're really onto something. So check yourself. How excited were you to start this Monday? Were you super bummed out or were you like, yeah, man, let's get back after it. Fire it up to start 2021 the right way. And I'm ready to get back into the swing of things. And I certainly am too. And I want to ask you guys, did any of you use that technique I taught a couple episodes ago about how to kiss three girls in three minutes right after the ball drops? If you did, I'd love to hear about how it went for you. To remind you, you simply say to the girl, go up to a girl right after the ball drops and be like, hey, um, the girl who was supposed to show up that I was supposed to kiss didn't show up for whatever reason. I'm super bummed right now. How would you feel about helping me get my New Year's off to a good start. And I kissed three girls in three minutes that way a couple of years ago. But like I talked about in the other episode, the last girl had so much saliva. I was like, okay, I'm done. No more of that. And then I actually caught a cold the next day. So I don't know about you, but I'm not always apt to kiss tons of chicks in the nightclub. And I'm actually going to do a podcast about that. I'm thinking probably in the next one about why girls get buyer's remorse and why you shouldn't kiss girls in the clubs, why you shouldn't do certain things with girls the first time you meet them and why you should make them wait. This is really powerful and it actually increased my sexual success rate with the girls who I wanted to have sex with, which between you and me were few and far between because I'm so picky. But if I was going to want to have sex with a girl, I wouldn't make out with her in the nightclub. So check out that podcast. It's dropping on Wednesday. But today we are going to talk about assuming familiarity. What is this thing, assuming familiarity? Well, it's just like it sounds. When you approach a woman, you want to pretend that you've known her forever. You want to talk to her, use certain language, use certain body language to show her that you're very comfortable. And it's almost like you guys have been friends or even boyfriend and girlfriend in in the right ways, in the right ways for a very long time. And when I found this out, which was probably like eight years ago, I stumbled across this kind of accidentally. I'll tell you the story. It really changed my game and I really changed into assuming this kind of familiarity, not only with my language, but also my tone of voice. So we're going to get into all that. I'm also going to talk about hypo stories, but stories in the past where you say you have history with her that actually didn't happen. This is amazing for building rapport, amazing for building trust, attraction, connection, and will make your seductions a lot more successful. Before I jump into the content, want to let you guys know that my coaching is now open in 2021. There are going to be some big changes coming up to it, but all my coaching spots for my VIP clients are out to February, but all the other clients who come to me from other avenues, not the Unapologetic Man podcast, but places like my Facebook ads and YouTube things and some Instagram stuff and even LinkedIn stuff that I'm doing, those guys have to wait the requisite 10 weeks. So that waiting list is all the way out to March, but you guys who come to me from this podcast can get in as soon as early February, and I think I have one spot open left in January, although a couple guys just signed up, so they'll probably snake those up. But if you're interested, check out my website, marksingcoaching.com. Once again, that's marksingcoaching.com. You can read all about what I do, 
And if you want to start your 2021 on the right foot, I personally think you should get coaching. And like I said in the last episode, whether that's with me or somebody else, it doesn't matter. I want you to succeed. And I know the way to get you success is to get you coaching. So check out me, check out other guys, whoever you want to go with, I strongly suggest it. And remember, it is a tax write-off because it's putting money into your own self-development, which is a business write-off. So if you're interested in that, check out my website, marksingcoaching.com. All right, assuming familiarity. So I'm going to start this off with a story that happened to me probably like 10 years ago. I was walking through the mall and at that time I was gaming a lot of girls, so I knew a lot of girls. And I thought I saw this girl that I was like 99% sure I knew. She was my friend. We hooked up before I knew this girl. So when I saw her, she was actually standing behind the information desk, really cute girl, kind of shorter. And I looked at her and I'm like, hey, what's up? How you been? Like that. And she's like, hey, and I could see she lit up a little bit and we started talking. And then a couple minutes into the interaction, I was like, dude, I don't know this girl. I totally made a mistake. I assumed she was some other girl I hooked up with. Um, I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Well, what I noticed is when I had that familiarity in my voice, in my body language, in the way I reacted to her, and even a little bit in my excitement to speak to her, although I would be careful with that. Some of you guys go way too crazy with the excitement. It's like all your Christmases have landed on the same day when you're speaking to a new girl that you're attracted to. But it's almost like letting the person know that you are happy to be talking to them because of them. Not so much you're happy to talk to them because you're trying to get something from them. It's a slight difference, but it's also very big. So consider that when you do this. But when I was talking to her, I realized, you know, after a couple of minutes, oh crap, this isn't the girl I think it is. But man, she really did get attracted to me quickly. I mean, from right off the get-go. And it was because I assumed she was my friend. And if you think about it, your approaches are quite different. When you interrupt, quote unquote, somebody when you're insecure about speaking to them, when you have that body language, which is like, I'm a stranger, I'm approaching you, I probably shouldn't be approaching you because this is societally incorrect to do so, that's telegraphed in everything, including your body language, the things that you say, and probably most importantly, your tone of voice. So as I always tell you guys, as a basis of frame control, you should always speak to women as if they're a 13-year-old girl on your soccer team. And once again, as I always say, that's not condescending. It's simply that kind of father upper to lower kind of vibe. Well, when you know somebody, you're more likely to have that vibe. Whereas if you don't know them and you feel apologetic for speaking to them, you feel like you're doing something you shouldn't do. You're slightly ashamed of it subconsciously. You're worried about what other people are thinking. Your voice is going to change in ways you can't even control. So let's say you do know somebody at the gym. Think about how you approach them and speak to them differently than you do a girl who you don't know, who, by the way, you're attracted to. Everything changes, right? And it's quite subconscious. You can't even control it. But if you assume familiarity, and I'm going to teach you how to do that in a minute, when you assume familiarity, you talk to them as if they're all old friend, better yet, a girl who you've already had sex with many times and it's like no big deal, your girlfriend. How do you speak to your girlfriend as opposed to a girl you're attracted to completely differently? Your body language is different. You're not so like invested in the interaction going good. You don't give a shit. You're mellow and thus things can come out of your brain a lot quicker without so much self-monitoring, right? You don't go into screensaver mode, but instead you're just in the flow. So this is what I suggest. Before you go up to a girl, assume that she's your friend, okay? Assume you know her 
assume maybe she's your girlfriend, assume you've had sex with her a couple hundred times and use language that assumes familiarity. So for example, everybody says, how are you? What I say is, how have you been? Or how have things been going? See, it's a little bit different because look, if you meet somebody you don't know, you're more apt to say, how are you? Say, hey, how are you? Right? But if you actually know the person, you'd be like, hey, how you been? How are things? How you holding up? Right? Language like that. So by instilling these kinds of statements that assume familiarity, she's going to feel that familiarity. And on a subconscious level, she's actually going to feel more comfortable around you. When she feels more comfortable around you, she's going to get more comfortable. You're going to get more comfortable. And the attraction is going to happen that much faster. When it's like the vibe of, I shouldn't be here. Oh, I'm doing something wrong. She can totally feel that. And it makes her feel awkward. And this is how creepy guys are, right? Creepy guys come up to people and they do it in a way that's awkward and makes you feel strange. It's gross. You want to get away from it. It doesn't feel good. And a big part of that is we don't know each other. I'm a stranger. Even the word stranger has bad connotations around it. When you think of the word stranger, you think of somebody like in a trench coat in the shadows. Don't talk to strangers now. Watch out for the neighborhood stranger. If you see one, call the police. But somebody who you know, who you trust, who's in your inner group of friends, that's not a stranger. That's somebody who you're friends with. That's somebody who you trust. And that's why I say, and this is a good belief system to install in your own head, strangers are friends I haven't met yet. It completely reframes what a stranger is. It's a potential friend. This could be my best friend right here. And like I've said in previous podcasts as well, so many people have a combative vibe when they go into gyms, when they go into supermarkets, when they're driving down the street. And this is a major problem for me. This is how I'm naturally set just naturally in my programming. But when I reprogram to think, hey, everyone in the gym is a potential best friend. Every girl in the gym who's hot is a potential partner for me. Everybody on the street, we're all Americans. We're all doing the same thing. And oftentimes too, I think about what if we went to war? Like think about World War II where everybody was in the same boat going for the same mission. There was this feeling of patriotism. We're all friends. We're all countrymen. Let's work together. And I bet you anything during World War II, there was way more familiarity. So how you been, Bob, right? You don't even know the guy. You're like, hey, how you holding up, man? Yeah, I'm good. Have you, have you gotten your war stamps? No, not yet. Did you donate? Yeah, I actually did. It's that feeling of unison, that feeling of consolidarity, as it were. So we do this assumptively with girls today where we're not necessarily in a war, but we're still countrymen. We still live in the same city. We're still at the same gym. To me, being in the same gym in the same city, that's more than enough for me to assume familiarity being in the same nightclub, the same bar, meeting her on the same corner, on the same street, in the same supermarket. And you talk to her like she's an old friend. So when you first approach, you always want to think, hey, I've known this person. And you want to assume she's going to be cool too. Because oftentimes people are going to behave in the way that you assume they will or the way that you expect them to. I mentioned this in a previous podcast as well. This is cognitive dissonance. When you expect somebody to be away, when you tell them that they are that way, they're going to act that way. So if you're very comfortable, you assume familiarity, you assume it's going to go well, the interaction is going to be fine. And even if it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just a person. There's, there's tons of other people out there. But when you assume it's going to go well, you assume most people are cool when you're cool to them. Strangers are friends you haven't met yet. This is huge because it's all telegraphed in your body language, your tonality, etc. 
So a few other things that I say that get me a little bit deeper in the familiarity is once again, how have you been? I appreciate you rather than I appreciate it. That's something I always say. When I meet guys, for example, I always call them champion. Like, what's up, champion? How you doing, brother? I always call them brother. Like I just said, bro, I'll, I'll say funny things like bro Migo, bro Tater Cuff, Theodore Roosevelt. Like just, you know, completely assuming they're my homies. And I do this with guys in the gym who I've never met. And I realize that I make friends very quickly because it's like, okay, this guy's cool. When, when they look at me, they're like, okay, this guy's cool. You know, he's friendly. He's, he's assuming that we're on the same level. He understands that we're both Americans living in Northern Colorado, both into lifting weights, both into diet. I mean, geez, we have so much in common. We could probably be best friends. Well, what's the difference with the female? She's still in Northern Colorado. She's still at the same gym. She's still into diet and working out. And oftentimes I'll go up to girls in the gym and maybe ask them for advice. Like, cause I don't have much of a butt at all. So I jokingly tell them I'm an ass model trying to make my glorious godlike butt even better. What exercise do you suggest? And it's just familiarity. You're not trying to get anything from her. You're just trying to chat with somebody, maybe give a compliment, give good energy. As I always say, be a go giver, give her a good feeling and then leave her be and then hit her up the next time. So some inner game type tactics to use on yourself when you're approaching women. First and foremost, when you go up to a woman or anybody else for that matter, but a woman specifically, hopefully, you want to imagine that you've had sex with her already, whatever, hundreds of times. She's your girlfriend. She's in love with you. She's totally into you. And you could even think to yourself, man, this girl is about to get so lucky because she's going to talk to a champion like me. That's how I always think about it. I'm like, damn, dude, you're about to talk to Mark Singh. I'm a dating coach. I've worked on this stuff forever. I'm about to make you laugh so much. And what's a laugh? A laugh is worth money. A laugh is worth value. A laugh is something everybody wants. You guys tune into podcasts that make you laugh probably because laughing feels good. So if I'm going to go up to a girl, I'm going to assume that she's about to feel good, which gives me a level of assuming familiarity. And then she's going to feel that from me, my good vibe. I'm relaxed. And I'll tell you what, when girls are nervous, which they do get sometimes, actually oftentimes, when you're relaxed and you're chill and it's like you're talking to an old friend, she relaxed very quickly. And I had a client ask me this the other day. He's like, how do I get girls to like chill out? They get so like stifled and freaked out. Well, dude, it's just social pressure. So just like you're nervous, dude, girls are nervous too. Especially if you're a legend, which you and I both know you are a fucking champion of the highest degree. How stoked is she that you're coming up to talk to her? But she's nervous. She's nervous. So the best thing you can do is assume familiarity, assume comfort, connection, trust, and just talk to her like she's an old friend. That's going to loosen her up. And I'll tell you, if she's all weird and like stifled and her arms are crossed in front of her and she's very uncomfortable and she's going into screensaver mode and you can tell that she's being influenced by the social pressure, which you're putting on her by approaching her, dude, do not be affected by it. Because if you start mirroring her discomfort, it's going to make her even more uncomfortable. So the single best thing you can do is to be as relaxed as possible. Let's say you're opening a girl at the gym. What I always do is I try to lean on a machine. Maybe, you know how like you can put one foot kind of in front of the other, like you're crossing your legs, but you're standing and like you got your toe of your right foot on the ground crossing in front of your left shin and then your right leg comes up. Damn, that was hard to explain, but you see what I'm saying? I'll do that kind of pose. 
I'll be very calm. Like with my mannerisms, I won't be spazzy. I'll speak consciously slower than I typically would, which is another way to assume familiarity. When you're not familiar with someone, when you feel you're inconveniencing them, you're going to speed up your speech. So what you should do is try to speak literally slower than you think you should. Chill out, have slow body language, slow mannerisms, slow movements. Use language that makes her feel like you guys have known each other for a long time. Oftentimes, I'll say we in my sentences instead of saying I. So for example, yeah, like we have a really good gym here, right? Instead of this gym is really good is something I might say, or man, we're really lucky that the supermarket is open and these people are still working during the COVID quarantine. Wouldn't you agree? So it's that kind of like we, you want to try to make her feel like you guys are in the same boat. You guys are both Americans or Australians or Canadians or whatever you happen to be. You're living in the same city. You're both in Colorado. You're both working out. So there's a lot of we that I say, and it's kind of like that we're in the same boat. We're the same kind of person. It's that familiarity of friendship that's going to make her feel comfortable with you. Now, one strategy that I do is off of the thing that I taught a couple months ago called hypo stories. Now, hypo stands for hypothetical. So what I'll often do is jokingly, when I can tell, she can tell that I'm being sarcastic, I'll jokingly talk about experiences that her and I had in the past. So I'll be like, remember that one time when? Now, this sometimes comes a little bit further into the conversation once I've built up some attraction. But what I love about hypo stories is if you explain the situation and the situations I typically like to explain include her stalking me, her being really into me and me trying to get away from her, her doing some crazy shit, like acting a fool, you know, make her laugh in that way. When I'll do that, I'll do it about something in the past and it'll make her feel the emotions that I'm explaining she's feeling in the present moment. So it's really cool because you can craft and create circumstances with her that never happened, but you still get the energetic and emotional payoff that she would have had had you taken her to Hawaii or had you guys gone and rode motorcycles on the beach in Greece and then ate gyros and she sprayed gyro juice all over her dress and she was so embarrassed. So you're like, pop that thing off. She had on this sexy bikini. And then when you saw it, you passed out. Ambulance had to come. You had to go to a Greek hospital. And she's like, what's wrong with you? You're like, dude, the bikini, man, knock me out. And she's laughing and she's feeling those same emotions of having this great adventure with you. Well, dude, that's familiarity of the utmost degree. Wouldn't you agree? And as such, she's starting to get those attraction feelings for you. She's feeling like she's close to you. So when I do these hypo stories, it's always about her being attracted to me, her being kind of obsessed with me. And you can do this in the future too. Like, man, you know, we're getting along really good right now and I can just see it. Like you and I go out, I take you to sushi, then you start getting all sprung. You kind of can't handle yourself. You start sweating and you're just so into it. I'm like, dude, Kelly, relax, relax a little bit, drop it down a gear. Don't come unpeeled now, Kelly. And As you're telling her this, this hypo story, this familiarity story, she's getting more attracted to you and she's feeling those same emotions which you're explaining to her. So to review, when you first approach a girl, let's go ahead and imagine that we've already been with her. We're best friends with her. We're all the same countrymen. We're living in the same city. There's a lot of similarities that you guys have, which you can just assume the familiarity on. When you go up to her, talk to her like she's an old friend. How would you talk to a friend? Would you be all stifled and weird and and uncomfortable? No, you'd be chill. You lean against the machine. You cross your legs as I explain. 
you'd be looking around, not so much like staring at her forehead and like, uh, I don't know what to do. You wouldn't be so excited to be talking to her, would you? Think about that. When you're really familiar with someone, it's not like the best thing that ever happened to you talking to this girl. You don't have a shit eating grin on your face and ear to ear smile, all teeth glimmering like diamonds in the sun because you're so stoked to be talking to her. No, you're chill. You laugh sometimes. You don't laugh other times. You may be looking around a little bit. You may bust her chops just like she's an old friend and you're very comfortable and you use language that explains. You say we a lot. You can say like me, you're this way. That's something I do. That's an NLP trick. It's actually a copywriting trick where you say like me, fitness is really important to you. Now, like me is an embedded command, and what it basically tells her to do is to like you. It's the same thing as don't fall in love with me now. People don't hear don't. They only hear the embedded command, fall in love with me now. So you use language, which you would use with the best friend. You wouldn't say to a best friend, I really like this gym. I'm lucky to be here. You'd say, dude, this gym is awesome. We're lucky to be here, huh? Right? And it's that that brotherhood, that friendship. And even when I speak to you guys, it's a familiar kind of vibe that I bring to you. Like I literally feel like you and I are friends. If you're driving your car right now, I'm sitting next to you and I'm just chatting you up. If I'm in your ear and your headphones, maybe you're in the gym, I'm lifting with you right now, bro. Like if you're doing dishes, walking, whatever you're doing, I'm there with you, man. It's that familiarity and I really feel like I know you because I know you're just like me. You're a guy who's trying to improve himself, trying to get more chicks. You want more money. Dude, you and I are so similar, man. We could definitely be homies. And, and it's that feeling that you get from me that makes you feel close to me. And I think this is why I'm so successful with my clients is because like, yeah, I could, I could bro out this guy. And the second I get on phone with clients, I'm immediately finding the familiarity, finding the similarities. And I'll point them out. I'll be like, oh yeah, dude, me too. Isn't that crazy when that happens? Guys will say to me, yeah, you know, when I see a girl, I'll immediately make this kind of excuse. And I'll be like, yeah, dude, I've been there like that. And when they feel that from me, like, okay, this guy understands me, then they trust me and they'll want to do coaching with me. Well, it's not a manipulative technique. It's, it's, it's real. It's how you build rapport with people quickly. It's how I get into my clients' heads and really understand them. I listen to them. I compare my experiences to their own. And as such, I can put myself in their shoes and then I can find the best thing to teach them to get the most impact. And again, that's why I think I'm a good coach is because I've been there, man. Like pretty much any of you guys, anything like afraid to approach girls, anxious, hate yourself, suicidal, don't know what to say, screensaver mode, girls put you in the friend zone, like all that stuff, man, I've been there. So I can, I can have familiarity with you when you hire me as a coach. It's the same thing with chicks. When I talk to girls, it's almost like I'm their dad, I'm their older brother, I'm their friend that they've had a crush on and I friend zoned them. Man, that shit is powerful. I do it with my language. I do it with stories, hypo stories, both in the past and the future. I say we a lot. I might even with physical touch, kind of like bump bump them in the arm or do like fist bumps or high fives. That's really good familiarity kind of stuff. Dance with them in a certain way where it's like we're comfortable with each other. And it's like not expecting an outcome makes you have that comfort of familiarity. Like I'm not trying to get anything from you. Why? Because I already had it. I had it a hundred times. One thing I'll do too with girls is like I'll flip their hair. So like, you know how their hair kind of hangs over their shoulder? I'll with my hand kind of hit the hair that's between their ear and their shoulder, I guess you could say, and like flip it off of them and be like, dude, you're such a dork and like hit their hair when it's the right time. Okay. And one final caveat to this as I wrap this up is you can have too much familiarity. 
So, you know, dial this in based on your own vibe. This takes practice for each and every single one of you guys. You can be creepy and assume too much familiarity. And this often happens with guys who touch girls too soon, touch girls too quickly. My general principle is this. I will not touch a girl besides shaking her hand until I've had a couple signs of attraction. To review, what are signs of attraction? Eyes wide open. She's leaning in. She's laughing at jokes that aren't funny. She's blushing. She's moving her hair. She's fidgeting. She's playing. She's staying there even when the conversation dies. She's asking me questions about myself. That kind of shit happens. I'll be comfortable to like maybe hit her in the arm, flick her hair, pull her in, start touching her. And touching is familiar, but once again, you have to do it once she's had attraction. So until then, do familiarity with language, do familiarity with your own comfort because that's the most important thing. She is going to follow your lead because you're the man, you're the masculine presence, you have a strong frame. So I want you to lead it with comfort and familiarity. All right, boys, I hope that helped you a little bit. And one final thing I want to say is to get comfortable and outcome independent, what's the best way to do that? Well, if you've listened to my content for any amount of time, you know it's to get warmed up. It's to talk to tons of chicks, pretend like you're dating four chicks at once, and hopefully a lot of you guys already are. When you have that going on, you're not going to be so needy, and you're going to be able to be comfortable and assume the familiarity a lot better. So what do you do? Keep opening, keep warming up. Before you go approach hot girls, approach old men, old ladies, middle-aged ladies, then fat chicks, then chicks you're not attracted to, and then finally the girls you are attracted to, you'll be hell of a lot more comfortable and your voice will be correct, which is the most important thing. And like I always say, talk to her like you're her daddy. You're the coach on the soccer team and she's a little 13-year-old girl who just scored a goal. That's the vibe you want. I guarantee you this familiarity concept will miraculously change the results you get with women. All right, boys, that's it for me. I got another awesome one dropping on Wednesday. As mentioned, I'm going to talk about why girls get buyer's remorse and how to deal with that. And once again, guys, if you want to start off 2021 like a champ, if you're ready to get this part of your life settled once and for all, that is getting girls, getting success, making more money, fixing the bullshit in your head, I do offer a coaching program. First, we will start with a one-on-one session, which is $95. You can learn more about that at marksingcoaching.com. In that one-on-one session, I'm going to do NLP on you. I'm going to find and remove the biggest limiting belief you have both about yourself as well with women, and I'm going to replace it with the opposite positive belief so you start behaving differently around women because the way you behave is dictated by your thoughts. Then if you and I click, which oftentimes I do with dudes, I may invite you to my three-month coaching program. In that call, and the call is an hour and a half long, if you're interested, I'll tell you all about the three-month coaching program, what it entails, tell you all about the three months of intensive NLP that you'll do with me, the tactical training, the brotherhood, the group of men who are currently in the group coaching and who will support you, who will keep you motivated and hold you accountable to get to your goals once and for all. So dude, if you're sick of getting failure with women, if you really want to change it once and for all, and you've been kind of dicking around with podcasts, you bought a couple programs here and there, but they just haven't stuck and you need a real solution that gets down to the root of the problem, check me out, man. I have had so many great testimonials. I have such a great reputation because I care and what I do works. Not only does it work for my clients, but I'll tell you, it worked for me. And I was the hardest case of anybody that ever existed, man. It was really bad. And I got through it by using exactly all the secrets that I'm going to share with you. So first, let's meet, see if we're a good fit, see if we jive. 
I'll show you the magic of NLP. I'll definitely give you your money's worth with some of the magic that I'm going to do in your head. And then we can talk about the group coaching if you're interested. If not, no hard feelings. But I am looking for a handful of champions to come join me so I can bring you to the highest level. It's my purpose. It's the reason I'm here. And I absolutely love doing it. And as all my clients will tell you, I'm extremely passionate about it. I will get your ass across the finish line kicking and screaming if I have to. That's my commitment to you. But first, once again, let's see if we're a good fit. Hit me up, marksandcoaching.com. Get you on the roster and we'll get the shit done for 2021, bro. You're going to get more ass than a toilet seat. Your dick is going to look like a shriveled burn victim hiding in the corner of your underwear and you are going to choose women from choice, not being chosen. That's the way to live. What are you going to do in 2021? What you do now makes all the difference. Black Hawk Down. All right, boys, thanks again for listening. Please show up again on Wednesday, and I will see you in the next episode.